Today we feature Caroline Riley, the Area Vice President of Sales at Okta. Caroline has multiple decades of success as a sales leader. Hailing from the Chicagoland area, Caroline gives her perspective on what makes early career sales so exciting. Caroline's optimism is infectious, and she clearly knows how to drive teams to success. What I loved about this episode in particular is Caroline's intuitive and cerebral approach to the answers that she gave. She took the conversation in a totally different direction than most of our guests and shared with us how finding yourself is the most important thing you can do both early, mid, and late in your career. I really enjoy when guests try to connect with the audience on a deeper level, and Caroline did just that. Please enjoy this conversation on the Ramp Podcast with Caroline Riley. You're listening to The Ramped Podcast, a podcast connecting industry heavyweights with the next generation of talented professionals. We're on a mission to build transparency into the practical realities of your early career by exploring how the world's best did it themselves. Our guidance will help you discover and launch a successful career in sales, technology, finance, and many other industries. All right, everyone, we are back on the Ramped Podcast. Today, I have a special guest with us. It is Caroline Riley out of the Chicagoland area. Caroline, how are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me here today, Danny. Out of the Chicago era and the Chicagoland area. I love it. I love it. I love it. Obviously, spent some time in Chicago myself. It is near and dear to my heart. Before we jump into those five questions that we ask all our guests on every, every show of the Ramp Podcast, I want to know, who is Caroline Riley? Wow. I didn't know we'd get so deep into the conversation so quickly. That That's a tough one. Curveball here. Who is Caroline Riley? So what do I want folks to know up front? So I am a 41-year-old professional. Uh-oh, my name is now, or my age is now forever out there. I live downtown Chicago, as you mentioned, Danny, with my husband, Ricky, and two children, Ariana and Adrian. They're nine and seven. Grew up in a small town on the west side of Illinois called Monmouth and have had just a blast in my career through financial services where I started my career and then now into sales and the tech space. Love it. Love it. There's nothing like Chicago and there's nothing like being in that big Midwestern city. So much fun. And I imagine such a, such a great place to raise a family. I'm obviously from the Midwest too. So bias there, but, but my ears there tend to resonate and I think about them quite, quite a lot. But if you're ready, I would love to jump into those five questions that we ask all our guests on the Rent Podcast. All right. And I think we'll get a little bit more of who am I in those questions than we will out of the gates here. Amazing. I am excited for that. So question number one, what is the best investment an early career salesperson can do for themselves and why? Investment. All right. So I thought through this one just a little bit in preparation, and there are lots of things that could be considered an investment. There's time, energy, money, et cetera. So I'll imagine that we've already taken care of getting a good education, building our skills up, connecting with folks. I would suggest from an investment perspective, non-financial, the best thing an early career salesperson can do is learn who they are. 
this will thread throughout the entire conversation, but I've spent the better part of my life doing that. And as I continually dig and hone and refine that discovery process, it makes me realize that earlier in my career, I didn't do that as well as I could have. And it drives so much of our success and our ability to feel good about what we're doing and where we are. It's a great answer. And we don't often get that. I think it's actually really difficult. In, in my opinion, if I'm looking back at the early part of my career, I certainly didn't know exactly who I was coming out of school or coming out of Michigan. And I guess the question then becomes, how do you do it at such a young part of your life, early part of your career, formative years? How do you get to that understanding quicker or faster or better or realize you're on the journey and it's not not complete yet and it's okay? But that's something that I think is, is really profound advice. So I'm curious to dig in a little bit on that one. Sure, Danny. And thanks for the question. It's It's a great one. And I wish I could give you this perfect answer. But what I'll tell you first and foremost is that it's really hard work. And it's some of the hardest work you'll ever do because you have to look at things maybe that you've your brain is protecting you from looking at, right? Things that you may not love about yourself or things that you regret or feel guilt over. That being said, once you do that, you open up all the beauty of possibility. And so I guess the fastest path is to acceleration is to realize what you just said, that it is a journey. And I would recommend getting uncomfortable as quickly as you can. It's you. You don't have to be scared of yourself. It's okay. Nothing in there is wrong. It's who you are. And it's wisdom. And once you harness and learn how to harness that wisdom, you'll be more successful overall. And that doesn't just go for career. That's, that's life as well. Yeah, I love it. I love it, Caroline. That is such good advice. And Something you could probably take home at any stage of your career is it's just you. You don't need to be scared. It's just you. And it's okay to be uncomfortable at times and embrace those feelings and sit in them and then realize you are on that journey. We're getting we're getting really deep off the bat. I, I know. I, really, I, was I really like, do like it. <laughs> Whoa, what did I just do with that? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I, I could, We could probably spend, spend the rest of the time just talking about that one. But we do have to move on to the second question, which is... How has your view of sales changed over your career and why do you think that's happened? Certainly. So I think just it's it's another good zinger question. I think early on in my career, I had some stereotypical biases about salespeople that I don't believe to be true. So upon making a pivot from financial services and risk management to sales, I was concerned that people would view me as less than intelligent or not knowing what I'm talking about or greedy or money hungry. And what I've learned about sales is that it's so much more than what people realize. And we're asking folks not just to be brilliant from an IQ perspective, but we're also asking them to do what I just shared, which is to, to develop that brilliance in their EQ. So thinking through how they interrelate with others in the world, who they are themselves, how they communicate their brand, how they build trust, those things are really challenging to do and they require an extreme level of intelligence 
And I think I had some misperceptions about, about that earlier on. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up. And the stereotype is something that we've spoken about on other episodes here. Folks maybe growing up interacting with the, I'm just going to probably throw out some sales stereotypes right now, but the, the, the high school athlete who was a bully type and then became a salesperson or the smooth talking wherever they came from person in your life who became the real estate agent, whatever it is. And those folks, because I think of their personality and maybe some of their, their bravado get emphasized a little bit more. And then you see them portrayed in movies and on shows, and it kind of crystallizes this view. And really what is left out is the amount of energy and effort it takes the typical salesperson, which I would say is not the folks that not the stereotypes you see at all to develop that high degree of EQ, the the intelligence that's beyond just the book or beyond academics is profound. Like they really have to go at it and they really have to work at it. And the definition of smart or intelligent when you're growing up or in school is you've got an A versus some of the things that make salespeople exceptional have, have literally nothing to do with a book or the grade you got in college or how well you perform at X test. It is people driven. It's somewhat of an art and you can apply a lot of science topics to it, but it is a skill and it's one that is really never taught and really does take that, that energy and effort and committed to it. And you have to, especially when you jump in right away in early career form, you're expected to know right off the bat, or you're, a lot of sales teams are pretty ruthless or you're out, right? That's right. I, I, I shouldn't say that, that, that is often the expectation. It is. Yeah. So you get it. Yeah. You get it, Danny. You definitely understand that. And I, it's been healthy for me to learn that over my career, but it's also a challenge because you have to help convince others of that skill set. Something I learned in my last job with my last company is really to focus in on the how. We spend so much time on the what. How much did you sell? sell? What was your attainment? What was your paycheck? What is your title? But the how is what we're talking about here. And all of that componentry is really, I mean, you have to be a, a mastermind to get all of that right. And what I just came to last week and I shared with the team this week is if the what is the last thing we're looking for, those results, those outcomes, and the how is the cultural practices and norms, the ways in which we get there, the real foundation is the who. And that goes back to your very first question and my very first response, which is knowing who you are is the most important component or, or a critical factor for your success. Yeah, it's, it's great, great insight and super helpful to know that there are some just basic stuff you need to do before you jump in. And it's okay to put the work in on that basic stuff. And not just dive into like how to actually sell a product, what features are going to resonate, how do I, what script do I need to memorize, which is a lot of the noise that you hear early in your career and you must try to figure out. Exactly. And if you memorize someone else's script, but you don't feel passionate about it, guess what? Yep. It doesn't land well. Exactly. It's something right. like a noise my, my seven-year-old son makes. Huh? 
It's Friday. I can do that, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, I, I, I have two kids as well. So I, I frequently do the noises that I do too. Yes. Well, cool. Moving on to question number three. It's one of my favorites. What is one mistake you made early in your career that shaped the way you operate today? So thematically, this will all start to sound the same, but hopefully I can differentiate this response from the others. So by no means am I suggesting that I haven't made many mistakes I have. But if I have to pick one, that's a really challenging ask. So from a thematic perspective, as I thought about this one, what I would share is kind of tied to what we've been talking about throughout, which is I conformed in ways that weren't authentic to me because I thought I had to. And I did that for years. Now, most people who know me would say, oh, Caroline's always authentic. She's real. She's That's one thing I consistently hear from friends, family, and colleagues. That being said, in the working world and in my career, I thought there were specific patterns that I had to follow and specific people and norms and ways I had to do things that didn't really align with who I am. It wasn't that I was inauthentic. It was more so that I could have brought more of myself to the table sooner. And once I learned how to do that, my career success really, really just started to unfold. And it's more fun. I wasn't copying someone else's way of doing things. I was creating my own. And that was inspiring. And it gave me passion that then created energy that other people picked up on. That's great. That's really great. It reminds me a little bit of my first role, my first sales role at Groupon. I didn't know anything about sales. I came out of school with a finance degree and thought I was going into banking and I graduated into the great financial collapse. So that quickly changed and I took a, took a, a sales job at Groupon and didn't know what I was doing, didn't know what I should have been doing or what people thought you should be doing. All of those thoughts were in my head. And I imagined myself a little bit as an actor portraying a salesperson for the first like year, I would say. Like, I need to do this to be this type of salesperson. It was really difficult for me to kind of balance that with the role and uh, even the career path kind of just still didn't really jive. And I had to, it took me a while to actually find my niche within the role or within the org, et cetera. And it, it, it probably matured over, has matured over the rest of my career as well. Exactly. And do you, do you remember the time in which it kind of shifted? Like what was the breakthrough? I think it was focusing less on the result, and sales is very result driven. Obviously, like you need to focus on results, but focusing less on the result and trying to put myself in the moment of the build—that was what really excited me about startups and sales. Or the combo was being able to build something, and once I wrapped my head around that, that's when it really clicked for me. That's so awesome! I love the build as well, and I love the build with others. So there's this whole concept. It's uh, a friend of mine shared it with me, one of my my culture guru friends, and she talked about producers, stabilizers, and unifiers. And uh, unifiers being the team members who really want to get everyone together and row the boat uh, and have fun. That's definitely me. As I build, I rely upon the collaborative environments. I really love that. Yeah, that's great. I think. 
like there's always going to be something or there will be something in, in your career for the audience where you're just attached to and you figure out like you could be great at this one thing, even if it is within a role. And it takes a while to get there. And I think I, I'm glad this this thread is kind of echoed throughout the the episode. I'm sure it will too, but it's okay to just to figure that out. It's okay to be on that that journey, that path. And you don't need to have it all, all set in stone day one when you get there. You got it. And I have I have determined I'm on it forever now. And I think I always was. I just didn't recognize that because you're always chasing that, well, when I get here and when I do this, but really, no, it's it's about that present moment to your point. Yep. That's great. Moving on to question number four, who has had the greatest impact on your career? And if you could expand, that'd be great. So another tough one. I, I, I For some reason, with all of your questions, I cannot just pick one. <laughs> but I'll, I'll take this one in twofold. So more than anything, from a personal perspective, my career success is largely due to my husband, Ricky. The world we live in doesn't work unless the two of us are on a team. He has a a demanding career that he loves as well. And we have two children. So being a parent yourself, that the juggling of life can sometimes be a challenge. And Ricky has been incredible as a partner, even prior to us having children, in terms of making sure that I felt really comfortable chasing after my goals and my dreams. And he's supported me all throughout the way. And as the closest to us here, the ups, the downs, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so I would say he's the biggest reason for my success. A, a Formally from a career perspective, also personal for me, just because I know her so deeply, is my, the career coach that I hired a couple of years ago. And her name's Erica Gerdes. You see the smile on my face. She absolutely changed my life, not just my career. She is an incredible strategic partner, thought leader. That sounds too formal, but she's just, she's been guiding me over the past couple of years and it's helped me open up so much in terms of possibility for my career. Yeah, I love that. Well, shout out to Ricky and shout out to Eric, who that's awesome. Appreciate you sharing both one from personal and one from sort of professional. I'm sure professional and personal have merged a bit with with Erica as well. They have. They certainly have. But she she can do both very, very well. And sometimes it's all business. And sometimes I say, Erica, I just need to talk about something that's been bothering me and she'll help guide that as well. As, as any good coach should. So that, mm-hmm. that sounds like a great match. Last question for you. It's something we've asked all of our guests, all three seasons on the Ramp podcast. Obviously, it's, a, it's, our, it's our cornerstone question. But if you could go back in time, now that you have the benefit of hindsight, and give yourself one piece of advice as you were entering into your career, what would that advice be? I didn't prepare a response because I wanted to be off the cuff as much as possible here. But now I am really on my heels. So this will be interesting. So definitely sticking with the theme, I could say the piece of advice is be you. It's as simple as that. But there's something more profound here that I think I've learned that might resonate with earlier career folks. And that's never feel that you have to hold back on being human. So it's, it's be you. 
But it's also when life and society tells us that we need to be something else and everyone behind closed doors is saying, that's not me. Don't be afraid to be that lone nut or that lone wolf, if you will, and be you. Because what what I've learned is that when I've done that, there are so many people who feel the same way. And it's a collective relief that we all feel when we can not be afraid to be human, have emotion, make mistakes, all the things that happen in life. And certainly with all the change we're experiencing right now, we have to allow for folks to be human. And we have to allow it in ourselves as well. Yeah, exceptional advice. The theme of the show as well, which I love. It really is, it is all about you at the end of the day. Like you are in charge of where you go, your own thoughts, your own emotions, the way that you feel in the moment at any role. And the cool part about sales, I think, over my career has been you are interacting with other humans all the time. And that is, that's, that's great. That's such a fun part of the role. And a lot of times that's lost or even just not known in the beginning when you're starting out as a seller or on a sales team is you feel like you've got to be this robot and say these things to get this response and then handle those responses in this way. But really a lot of times it's just, let's just have a conversation. Let's just talk about shared values or shared successes or even shared beliefs and move forward from there or, or not. And the only way you get to that point of being able to have those types of conversations is you're right to be yourself. You got to just be you. If you come off as inauthentic or robotic, you know how those calls are going to go. Those interactions or those partnerships will end up. It's just going to be very like static and rigid. And those aren't fun. There's there's certainly like times where you need to talk rigidly or robotically or about numbers. But at the end of the day, it is you having belief in yourself and displaying that in a relationship, an equal relationship with your prospect partner internal on your team, folks you manage, and that thread will be true throughout your career. Exactly. And I know it's it's advice that's been shared over and over again, but it really just hit home for me very recently in the last three, four years, the power of authenticity and, and being yourself and how many doors it opens. Lauren Paris, I'll give her a shout as well. She is a friend of ours and told me once, feel your feelings. And so that may go in a different part of the podcast, like what I was saying earlier, that whole piece of authenticity and being human, it kind of threads with that. And it's important. We don't have to be smushy on all of our calls, but our emotions are very connected to our intelligence and it's, it's wisdom that we can draw from. Yeah. Man, this was, this was deep, profound, and I can't say enough good things about where this conversation went and how we got there. So Caroline, really, really appreciate it. You dropped so much knowledge on us. Yeah, wisdom is the right word. Very wide set of insights that our folks are going to love learning from. Can't thank you enough. Before I let you run, where can folks find you? Sure. So people can find me on LinkedIn. So Caroline Riley and I'm working as an AVP at Okta. But I do want to take a moment, Danny, to thank you. Um, one, this was a great conversation and I appreciate you letting me just riff 
off the cuff. I love when podcasts feel authentic and this one did. What I'll also share is I love the work that you're doing. I really just, there's such power in the partnerships you're forming and the different people that you're serving and seeking to help. So kudos to you and your teams for, for what you're doing in the market. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Really appreciate that too. And yeah, this is this is just a fantastic conversation. And the episode will be, I'm sure, one of the best. And I love that authenticity as well. So thanks again. Really, really appreciate it. And we hope to have you back sometime soon on the Ramp Podcast. Thanks, Danny. Thank you for listening to the Ramped Podcast. To access our show notes, the Ramped platform, or to become a corporate partner, visit www.rampedcareers.com or email us at sales at rampedcareers.com. This podcast is brought to you by Ramped. Ramped is on a mission to democratize job access through learning and career discovery. Until next time.